If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She served me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Why Georgia is a big fat warning for Texas. We have drug prices going up, and I'll tell you why I really, really don't like it. And finally, a lesson to the entire Republican Party on dealing with the media. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. All right, you ready to feel better? I'm ready for you to feel better. I'm ready for me to feel better. So let's have just a little chat before we go into Georgia and drug prices and all these other things. I saw something this morning, 
And I've been seeing a lot of this stuff, but I saw Hillary Clinton say something this morning. And of course, since it's Hillary Clinton, immediately I cringed, but then I actually read what she said. And this is what she said. Georgia voters, along with a clear majority of Americans, chose Joe Biden to be their president. Trump can't change that, no matter how many oaths he breaks. GOP legislators who side with his attempts to overturn a free and fair election out themselves as opponents of democracy. Opponents of democracy. And I've been seeing so much of this recently. So much of this talk from the left. So much of this talk really from the whole system. Remember what the system is. We've talked about it enough. The system is starting to run with words a lot now, like traitor and sedition, enemy of the country, opponents of democracy, to describe anybody on the right who steps out of line. Let's pause there for a moment, and let's prepare you and prepare me for what's coming, four years of it. Remember, we just came off of four years of resist, 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 collusion, Collusion investigation, impeachment, every single day, a new outrage about this. Trump is not my president. Blah, 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 blah. Just every, day, every day, something new. Never once, never once do we hear something from the system that said, whoa, uh, stop being an opponent of democracy and go along here. But the entire system makes this transition, and they do it every single time there's a Democrat president. The entire system makes this transition where... Any voice of opposition at all, even a small one, any voice of opposition is treated as if it's treason. These are high crimes. That's, that's, you could be executed for such a thing. And you better get ready. You better get ready for four years of being labeled that. I'm ready for four years of being labeled that. That's coming. So just know this. When they use words like that, and they're, they're not going to stop. This is what they do. They, they try their best to shame you into silence, which you should never be silent. But they try their best to it. When they use words like that, don't defend yourself. When you defend yourself, when you say things like, no, I'm not, uh, uh, you are. When you say things like that, you know what you're saying? You're telling them what you just said gets to me. And as soon as they find that out, then they keep needling it and keep needling. Why do you think they call Republicans racists all the time? You think they all believe that? Of course not. What they get when they call Republicans that is, I, I am not, I, I swear. That's why they keep doing it, because it gets to them. So when they call you traitor, treason, sedition, all these other things over the next four years, let it roll right off your back. And let me tell you something. Stew me talking here. You had better rebel a little bit in the next four years. The things these people have planned are not good. And you don't have to be shamed into going along with it just because the entire system, including the weenie version of the right, tells you, well, let's do the right thing now. You know what the right thing to do is? Preserving America. That's what the right thing to do is. So screw them. Now, that, that's not even what I wanted to talk about today. I just saw it. And, you know, on occasion, I get sidetracked. I went to community college. We have an election. Maybe you've heard in Georgia today. We have an election between two Republicans, Purdue and Loeffler, and two Democrats. We're going to show you a couple things. And then we're going to have a long chat. This first thing is from a man, I believe his name is Derek Behole. 
there's about a 90% chance I have messed that name up. It looks like Beevil. It's spelled B-H-O-L-E, but I lack maturity, so that's what I'm calling him. He's the finance assistant. He's uh, the financial assistant, assistant for the campaign for Raphael Warnock. And he was asked about Warnock's support for the radical defund the police movement. You know, the one that's murdered a bunch of poor people in this country in the last year? This is what he had to say. He avoids using defunding the police because he knows that the Republicans are going to try to grab onto an attack. Of course. Right? Of course. But in reality, his, his whole platform with police reform is along the lines of the same people who are saying Gotcha. Just not using the same rhetoric. You know? Okay. Now, I want you to pause there. Keep that in mind. Don't worry. I'm not changing subjects. I want you to pause there. And I want you to watch Texas Governor Greg Abbott say something. What are you doing to attract these companies? A lot of tax breaks? Sure. So I, I would say that this is big news unto itself. But in, in context of everything else, uh, you talked about Elon Musk. You talked about Tesla. Remember, we just had the announcement about Hewlett Packard Enterprise uh, we also just had the announcement last month about the Fortune 500 company, CBRE, moving its headquarters to Texas. Uh, and then uh, next month we have the formal opening of the Charles Schwab headquarters moved to the Dallas area. And so this has turned into an absolute tidal wave. For some, uh, they are businesses that have had operations here and they've enjoyed the operations here. Oracle has had a 37-acre campus in Austin, Texas for several years now. I've been dealing with Safra Cats for more than a decade now. Uh, Safra and I have a good relationship, uh, but it, of course, moving a business headquarters is more than just that one relationship. They are looking for a state that gives them the independence, the autonomy, uh, and the freedom to chart their own course. Mm. Tidal wave. Did you hear that? Tidal wave. Here's some more Greg Abbott. Don't worry, I'm going somewhere with this. I had the opportunity to have multiple uh, visits uh, with Elon about this entire project and about his vision for what he wants to do with both Tesla and what he wants to do in Texas. And I will tell you, in my personal conversations with him, the, the tax benefits were helpful, uh, but they, they were not really the incentive. The incentive uh, was the opportunity of what he could achieve in Texas. In part, it's what Phil mentioned, and that is the access to uh, a lot of talent around the Austin area, but also uh, it's the freedom you hear Elon talk about this all the time. He wanted to get away from California. He wanted to get it into a state where he had more freedom to, to expand the way he wanted to expand. He has a remarkable vision that goes far beyond just this one announcement. Uh, and he is a visionary. He, he is a transformative thinker. And he's thinking about that and processing that as he's developing this parcel of land and what he wants to achieve in the future. And he knows he has a better ability to do that in Texas with the freedoms that we offer him with the low cost that we offer him than he does in other places like California. Mm. That's very good. That's very good. Let me ask you something. Do you ever want to have another Republican president again? I'm, I'm assuming since you're watching me right now, the answer is probably yes. I, I realize we have a bunch of Democrats who hate watch, but probably not in your head, right? But yeah, I'd like to have another one. Sure, right? I, I, I would too. You understand that if Texas goes blue, you're never having a Republican president ever again. Ever. It will never happen. Not in your lifetime. Not in your children's lifetime. If Texas goes blue, the United States of America nationally is permanently blue. You get that, right? That's just the way the Electoral College votes lay out. That's, that's a fact. Okay, let's go back to Georgia briefly. 
Raphael Warnock, John Ossoff are radical Democrats. These are not middle-of-the-road blue dog Democrats. Raphael Warnock, he has ties to Louis Farrakhan. This guy's on camera trashing the military. He's all on board for the defund police movement. He has said multiple horribly racist things from the pulpit. John Ossoff is an open socialist. Not one of these Democrats who has every socialist policy and then says, well, I'm not really one. John Ossoff is an open socialist. Those two guys have an outstanding chance. I hope they don't. I, I, they, they're, they're, hopefully they'll lose. But they have an outstanding chance of being United States senators tomorrow morning when you and I wake up in Georgia, not in California, not in Oregon, not in Connecticut, in the deep, deep South. Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff might be elected to the United States Senate. And do you know why? Specifically because of what Greg Abbott and other Republican governors across the United States of America are doing in the pursuit of jobs, and I love jobs as much as the next man, but in the never-ending pursuit of jobs, and more jobs, and these jobs, and these jobs, and all, we have a great relationship. In the never-ending pursuit of jobs, we are throwing open the floodgates from California. Yes, I, I'm thrilled. Elon Musk is coming here. Great, super genius. He's got an IQ of about 9,000. Well, he and I share that, but he's got this gigantic IQ. Cool, that's good, he's coming. Okay, how many employees is he bringing with him? How they voted. As brilliant as Elon Musk is, as much money as he has, Elon Musk has one vote. They announced Hewlett Packard was coming. You heard him talk about Hewlett Packard, big campus. We got Hewlett Packard. Hewlett Packard's bringing over 2,000 employees. I don't give a crap about your relationship with the CEO. I'm sure he's sitting there telling you, I'm going to vote Republican, Republican for life. Let's keep a Republican. He has one vote. What percent of the employees are voting that way? We have got to start waking up to reality. We have got to start waking up to reality here. We cannot continue to import Democrats and think that we're going to preserve the country. I don't expect you to care about Texas unless you're in Texas. But let me tell you something. You better start. Without it, there is no more Republican presidents. There are no more. Period. How do you think Georgia got this nuts? It is that close. We could have two nutballs when you and I wake up tomorrow morning elected to the Senate in the deep south of Georgia, specifically because Republicans will not wake up and acknowledge the reality of life. You had better start minding the imports. I understand every Republican wants to be Johnny Big Shot at the big corporation meeting and look at this corporation, look at that corporation, look at these jobs. Oh, look, hey, it's my tax bottom line. That got a little better too, huh? Woohoo! How's that look in 10 years? And we have two Democrat senators and a Republican governor from the state of Texas, and all those electoral college votes are going to Democrats in the presidential elections. It's time to start waking up to reality. Let's wake up to reality here. People, you look, you and I are the same. I'm not just blaming the left for this. People do not take accountability for their own actions. None of us like to do that, right? I look in the mirror, and I don't see any problems at all. When the source of any of my problems, all my problems, is, it's really right there in the mirror. People do not pack up and move from California, having voted Democrat their whole lives, and say to themselves, whew, that was kind of on me.
Never again. From now on, it's Republican down the line, honey. You better vote Republican, too. I mean, didn't that... That's not how people think. That's not how people think. They don't think that way. They're bringing their policies with them. That's how we haven't lost the state of Georgia, I don't think, quite yet. But they almost elected Stacey Abrams to the governorship. Stacey Abrams. Don't let it happen to Texas. And all the rest of you Republican governors better wake up too. You want to you wanna be a business-friendly state? That's fine. That's fine. Be business-friendly. A Republican state should be business-friendly. That's good. Good for you. Let's, let's dial down the recruiting pitches to California businesses just a notch, huh? We can't put a wall up between Texas and California as much as some people would like to. And I, for one, would like to see another Republican president in my lifetime. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, sorry if your anxiety level's a little through the roof there. You know that natural medicines and holistic healing approaches are actually known to help alleviate things like anxiety, like sleeplessness, like joint pain, and I prefer natural solutions. I don't like reaching for a pill bottle every time something's sore. That's why I choose CBD. And I've had some frustrations over the years because I'll pick this bottle of CBD and it works great. And then I'll pick this bottle and it works terribly and I don't understand. It's because all CBD companies are not the same. Some test their products, make sure they're potent, make sure they're working. Some don't. Doctors Trusted CBD Company went out and found all the best companies. And those are the products you get to buy at DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. They teamed up with people like Be Best Organics, made in the USA. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com, use the promo code JESSE, that gets you 5% off and a free lip balm. We'll be back. You know I'm not a big disclaimer guy. Oh, let me tell you this before I tell you that. Look, if you have an opinion, say your opinion. But I do think I need to say something before I go into this here. I'm actually not anti-big business at all. I prefer small businesses. As I've told you, I'm trying to patronize as many small businesses, independent restaurants as I can during this coronavirus pandemic. But I'm not anti-big business. I'm not anti-big pharma. I'm really not. Good. Jobs, employment, good. That's fine. All that's fine. Good. However, something I can't let go is watching how this coronavirus pandemic has enriched and empowered all the haves and totally screwed all the have-nots. It is so unjust and I can't bear to watch it anymore. I can't bear to watch it. I found this out about drug prices for 21. I, I don't even have the words to describe how angry I am. I watch these videos every single day of these small business owners pleading with their mayors, pleading with their governors, please let us open. We're dying here. I'm losing everything. My business was open this this long. My business was open that long. And you can see, you can see the desperation. They've put in all this work and nobody's helping them. They're dying out there. And then I look and I see Amazon stock through the roof, Lowe's, Target, all these other things through the roof. And I'm not anti any of those places, but that is so criminally unjust. That is criminally unjust. And so when I see things like the shingles vaccine, Shingrits, going up 7%. These are the hikes in 2021. 
Podiarix, uh, I went to community college, up 8.6%. Amrix, 9.4%. Nuvagil, up 9.4%. Oh, that's for narcolepsy. Helps us stay awake. Zilans, I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce that one, 4.9%. Ibrance and Yada, up 5%. Oh, these are just, you know, some general stats for you. 582 brand drugs have already increased by 4.2%. Seven generic drugs have increased by 2.7%. That's a total of 589 drugs increasing by an average of 4.2%. And when you ask somebody, this is the Pfizer spokesman, Amy Rose, this is what Amy Rose had to say about it. Quote, this modest increase is necessary to support investments that allow us to continue to discover new medicines and deliver those breakthroughs to the patients who need them. I have no issue whatsoever with pharmaceutical companies, big and small, making money. I want them to make money because the more money they make, she's right, the more they do invest, the more they do come up with new fantastic drugs that help better your and my way of life. I have no issue with that. I can't stress that enough. But we are now taking an American public that is very, very, very split with how coronavirus has treated them, and we're teaching some people that everything is against them, and we're teaching other people that everything will work in your favor, and that is unjust. And I'll tell you something else. I told this to you the other day, and I'm not going to stop saying it. I don't care how upset it makes people. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. We are creating a society of desperate, angry people, and desperate, angry people end up doing dangerous things. It's... It would be one thing if the haves, you know, all the politicians, all the big pharmaceutical companies, your Amazon, it would be one thing if any one of these people, the mayors, governors, if any one of them showed even that much remorse or contrition or, you know, at least be relatively humble about it. I know this is me talking about humility, but at least be kind of humble about it. It would be one thing if they're showing any of that, but they don't show any of it. It's nothing but arrogance. It's do as I say, not as I do. Ah, oh, it's a modest price increase. Ah, oh, buck up, buttercup. People can't afford the rent right now. They can't afford their car payment. They can't afford their kids' school supplies right now. They're losing businesses that have been open 30, 40 years. You should see it here in Houston. It's, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. We're talking heritage businesses around here, generations, plural, and they're gone. In, me, in the meantime, the companies that are getting gigantic government checks, they're raising prices on you and me? That is not right. It is not right, and it shouldn't stand. And I'll tell you something. You should be mad. I'm mad. I just had to get that off my chest. All right. Don't get burned with home title theft. Do you have, I mean, look, setting aside how horrible home title theft is. I mean, they hack into your home title. They forge your signature on it. They go take a loan out against it. And they go to a lending institution. You know, once they get that loan, they're gone. And the lending institution, uh, they're calling you. They're mailing you letters. You're the one on the hook for it. You know how much an attorney costs? I have sadly had this experience in my life. It's shocking. Tens of thousands of dollars is what it's going to cost you to unwind this whole thing if you get busted. If they get you, 
If these thieves get you, if they get your home title, you better have a gigantic savings. I don't. Do you? Go get Home Title Lock, please. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. While you're there, use the code RADIO. That gets you 30 days of free protection anyway. HomeTitleLock.com. They will stop it the second they detect tampering. We'll be back. Joining me now, Representative Mike Kelly from Pennsylvania. But before we bring in Mike, I just want to say this briefly. I like it when our representatives show some guts. I mean, we talk all the time, especially on this show, we're always screaming about the GOP should show some guts, show some guts, stand up for something. That's the reason I don't bring on many elected officials, because I, I don't like having the ones on that don't show any guts. So when we find ones that do, we bring them on the show. And that's why it pleases me to bring on Representative Mike Kelly. Congressman, why the vote against the election results? Well, because where I'm from in Pennsylvania, they passed an act, Act 77, in October of 2019. So it had nothing to do with the pandemic, where they, they put into our voting laws a no-excuse mail-in ballot. They should have gone through it, done an amendment to the Constitution. They absolutely did not do that. They shoved it in an omnibus bill and passed it. And then after that, all heck has broken loose. So like, the only thing I'm doing is standing up for our Constitution, saying, was it constitutional or unconstitutional? And if it was unconstitutional, why did we let it happen? Why don't we go back and look at that? And more importantly, going forward, let's make sure this doesn't happen again. So I think we're doing is just standing up for the Constitution. You know, Jess, look, you served. You took an oath of office to defend the Constitution, or support and defend the Constitution of the United States. We take an oath of office and we put our hand up and we swear that that is what we're going to do. And then we walk away from it sometimes because it's just too painful politically to do it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? My dad's a World War II veteran. How can you talk to that one and a half million men and women in uniform that gave their lives for this Constitution and say, well, just not at this time. It's not convenient. It sure as hell wasn't convenient for them when they went off to war to defend us. And this is the least we can do. Can they, can they actually do anything about this, Congressman? Is, is, this, is this something we can actually do something with? Or are we stuck, you know, I'm, and look, I'm glad you're doing it. Are we just stuck yeah. with a show vote? Or, or are we? Or can we actually accomplish something with it? You know, you said something earlier about us standing up when we need to stand up. And there's just something about that that just makes sense to me. If we're going to pick and choose our times to be brave, why don't we pick and choose a time that's the worst time in America right now that will forever change America? Why we would sit back and say, well, I don't know that we can win this, so we shouldn't do it. Listen, you can't forfeit the game and then cry because you lost. You better stand up at the time you're called upon to stand up and defend and support the Constitution. If you can't do that, please resign from office. You have no business being there. Congressman, Nancy Pelosi gets elected again as Speaker of the House. And, and I've, I had so many of my friends blowing up my phone the second she did. How does that happen? How can she pull it off? I have tried to explain the amount of favors that woman is owed and how much money she raises the party. But please, you're the man in the belly of the beast over there. Explain why Nancy Pelosi sits in the Speaker's chair forever. You just, you just said what it was about. It's all about being able to convince other members of her party. Those, by the way, you talk about profiles uh, uh, in cowardice, all of these members on the other side, all these Democrats say, we will never vote for her. She will never be our speaker. All of a sudden, they get a little one-on-one -on -one counseling 
and they ask for something and she grants it. Now, none of it's in writing. Let's see if she keeps her word to them. But I've never seen anybody more nervous than Speaker Pelosi on the floor when the votes were being taken. She was on a swivel looking around to say, did, are they, did they vote for me? Did they not vote for me? It is incredible what she has been able to do. Now, she's 80 years old, and I think the promise was, this is my last time to be in the speaker's position, and I will do this, this, and this for you if you if you vote for me. They even brought a woman who has the COVID right now and brought her into the House onto the floor in order to vote. How hypo- the hypocrisy from this group is just over the top. Congress, now I'm curious about this, and I am not asking you, I would never ask you to, to, to even name Nancy Pelosi here or name the Congress per- person who would be asking that, but what is something you do get? Let's say you're, you know, Johnny, come, you're, you're the brand new congressman, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and you told all your potential supporters you're going to vote against so, some speaker of the House. When they call you in and sit you down, what is it? Are they threatening you with committee assignments? Are they promising you campaign money? Are they handing you a stack of $100 bills? I think uh, you probably hit on just about everything she could do. Committee assignments are huge for members, right? Uh, and if you want to continue in your position and get reelected, you're going to need a lot of campaign dollars going into the future. She is a tremendous fundraiser. So whenever she tells you, look, I will help you if you help me. You want a favorable committee? I'll make sure you get on it. You run short on your reelection campaign? I'm there for you. Now, all I can say is she has been very successful over her over the years. That's the way she's been able to ma- maneuver that, right? She's the biggest fundraiser they have. Jess, it does come down. It doesn't always come down to just follow the money, follow the money, follow the power, and you're going to find out how they got there. That's exactly what she's done for a lot of years. She's been very successful at it. Unfortunately, the biggest losers are the people in the United States of America. I'm going to shift gears on you for a second here and talk about that gigantic bill that was passed. Now, it was an omnibus spending bill with a COVID bill attached to it. There was some confusion about what it actually was, but there's still so much outrage out there. You should see my email inbox. I'm sure it looks like yours. People, they cannot believe it. $600 for us and a bunch of money for Pakistan. What I can never get an answer on is who actually writes them? I know you're not putting that crap in there. I know you would never. Someone is. Is, is it yeah. a congressman? Is it a lobbyist? If it is, who yeah. is it? Who puts all this garbage in the bills that apparently nobody in the country wants except for the person who wrote the bill? Yeah, well, I, will, I would just say this. Probably the least amount of, of influence that got in it was a sitting member of Congress. It is It is the outside groups that come in and are able to influence and talk to staff members who put this. Yes, I mean, it was like 5,500 pages. We were given about an hour and 45 minutes before we're supposed to go vote on it. So you say, okay, what's in here? And it's like, well, all we can tell you is there's a lot of good things in there, probably outweighs what's bad. Here's the bad thing. We only had an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes to take a look at it. The rest of the country had a chance to take a look at this and tear it apart and say, wow, did you know this was in there? And the answer is no. And if anybody says to you, I read every bill before I vote on it, nah, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. What they do <laughs> is they follow the suggestion of somebody who says, leadership says you should vote on this. And for me, I thought, you know what? We have a lot of people calling our officers saying, I need this extra money. I need this extra money. Now, since that time, we have two people calling us. First, people saying, why in the world would you vote for a terrible bill like this? It never should have gone through. And then the other people were calling and said, why in the world don't you want me to get that $2,000? It's not that I need it, but if my neighbor's getting it, I want a little piece of that action too. So we're always in this balancing act. And I've had so many friends of mine that are conservative that said, listen, I don't like the way it was done. 
but I kind of like the idea of getting that check. And I say, you know what? It's your own money you're getting back, and it's your future. It's your your future, your kids and your grandkids. That's their check. But you didn't get that check from the government. You got that from hardworking American taxpayers. We lose sight of what it is. Whenever there's a cash call out there and people are getting get money, all it is is, I know I want my bit. I want my bit. And I think sometimes we need to take a step back say, listen, if we're going to do something, let's target the people that really need it because some really do. They've been put out of business by a pandemic and by a government that refuses to play by the rules. There's other people that are just fine with all this. They haven't lost anything. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying that's the way it is. But there's something about the attraction of that gray and green paper that makes us just leave our churches, leave our conscience, and run to pick it up. You mentioned outside influences, and, and, and again, sorry to nerd out on the details, but I'm genu- genuinely no, no, curious no. about this. Is this is this a lobbyist buying a staff or a steak dinner? Is it a pretty girl batting her eyes? Adam, what 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 is an outside influence? I mean, it takes it takes work to get a meeting with me. I can't imagine with yeah. you. <laughs> no, I think the only person that follows a girl batting her eyelash is probably Swalwell out in California. Uh, there's no <laughs> girls. There's no girl. Hey, Jess, I mean, look at it. I'm not winning any beauty contests, but I, I will say this. The outside influence can come from almost anywhere. It's not just lobbyists. It's people that you represent back home, people that run bus companies, people that are in, in the host business, people that have small businesses. And all these people we want to listen to, uh, you know, we only have like 16 members in our staff to hear and get involved in the, in the needs of 705,687 people. So you try to respond to the people who call you. You try to listen to what it is that they're putting out and asking you to do. And you try to follow that road to say, I'm going to do the best job I can do for you. Now, the other side of that is a lot of people just do things because the political pushback on that could kill you down the road. You could be the guy that didn't send the check as opposed to you were the guy that stood up and said, you know what, it's time to stop this ridiculousness. It's time to get into these states with governors that don't have any idea how to run a business. It's time to get into these states and it's time to open up again, do it safely, do it responsibly. Just don't be stupid about what we're doing to our future. We are putting ourselves in a bankruptcy that we'll never ever recover from. Congressman Mike Kelly, one of the good ones. Thank you, sir, I appreciate you. Thanks, Jess, thanks for your service. We care about the people we send to office. You and I complain about it all the time. Well, rightfully so. We send these Republicans to office and we're thinking, this guy's a weakling. He's not getting it done. Why do we continue to do this? Well, what if I told you there was a way you could send the people to office you wanted to send while also saving money while you did it? There is. It's called Mammoth Nation. For $19 a year, that's $19 a year, you can become a member of Mammoth Nation. Once you're a member, you save money on travel, shopping, telehealth. There are more options you save money on than I can possibly list. Where's your $19 go? People running for office. People who believe what you and I believe. That's awesome. Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse. Sign up today. We'll be back. I like it when people tackle issues I'm gravely concerned about. Jennifer Oliver O'Connell with Red State is talking about something I I think is extremely alarming, and nobody else is talking about it. The mayor, Mayor Bowser, calling in the National Guard. You know, the mayor that didn't do that for the Antifa scumbags, the Black Lives Matter scumbags. Oh, National Guard gets brought in for people on the right. Bring her in now. Jennifer, 
Explain to me how this is justified. When we've seen Antifa loot and burn and steal, we've seen Black Lives Matter loot and burn and steal. What exactly is at least the vocal justification for bringing in the National Guard on people on the right? Uh, she claims, Muriel Bowser, the uh, illustrious Marxist mayor of uh, D.C., claims that she is bringing them in just in case, as a just in case. You know, she's she's afraid of unrest. She's been hearing about Proud Boys embedding themselves with Antifa. And, of course, Proud Boys are an ugly, violent group, you know, of Trump supporters. So, therefore, there is going to be violence. Therefore, I now need the National Guard. Of course, this was not spoken about you know, back a few weeks ago when they had a Stop the Steal rally where Antifa and Black Lives Matters attacked Trump supporters, nor was it spoken about, you know, during the summer when she gladly let Antifa and Black Lives Matters tear DC apart and pull down statues and all of that stuff. Now suddenly she's concerned for people and she wants to bring in the National Guard for crowd control and for, you know, to just maintain the peace, according to Muriel Bowser. Jennifer, I don't like, I don't like it that DC is going down the sewer. And, and look, I don't even like DC, but it still is our na our national capital. It's got all these cool museums there, all these cool monuments there. I don't like that New York City's going down the sewer. But I see these major cities of ours, and they're just absolutely uninhabitable wastelands at this point in time. Please tell me this trend is just like a temporary thing that's going to get reversed. But as you brought up, this woman's an open Marxist. I, I don't see that she's going to wake up tomorrow morning and change her ways. No, not at all. Uh, this is just me conspiracy theorizing, but my suspicion is that they want to get rid of, obviously, small business but also any prime real estate. They want to wipe it out and then, you know, go about their whole fascist Marxist plan to, uh, you know, nationalize everything, decide who, what businesses go in, what, what ones stay out. And anyone who wants to have a small business, it's just going to make it impossible for them, for them to do that. Uh, you know, it's it's a old ploy of, you know, taking opportunity zones where there's prime real estate, causing riots, causing unrest. The people get out and then suddenly pe someone else can swoop in. It, it, you know, it's happened so much in California. Other, other people in terms of housing can swoop in and then upgrade it and then move in the people that they want into it. So it's... Uh, you know, like I said, it's conspiracy theory, but it does have basis in past habits of what's happened in places that have been riot torn uh, and that the police, or should I say the administration, depending on their political leanings, are refusing to do anything about it. You know, the, the hands off, the defund the police, the whole thing works into these people not being able to maintain their their place and maintain their stance and so you know you're you're not going to want to stay someplace where you're constantly perpetually unsafe so therefore you're just just going to exodus so you don't have a whole lot of we... people who are wanting to hold the line because of what they've done in terms of law enforcement it's it's like it's selective what, do we make of what law they want to bring in what do we make of law enforcement enforcing these things? I, I, I mean, look, it, it's been this thing, you know, people on the right support the police and people on the left do not support the police. I realize it's a gigantic generality, but it's been that way for a long time. But I'm sure you've seen what I've seen recently. These big city cops will show up, 
They'll ignore the Black Lives Matter guys. They'll ignore Antifa, and they'll go smash the people on the right. We saw a video recently that the people took their thin blue line flag and threw it on the ground. I don't like that. But, man, does that look like the way it's going, especially with the COVID enforcement? It looks like the, the anti-cops going to be pretty much universal for both sides soon in this country. Yeah, it appears that the enforcement is going toward behavior and controlling behavior as opposed to limiting violent behavior. So behavior they approve of or if it works toward the, their agenda, they're not paying any attention to. But any behavior that they consider, oh, you know, we have to tamp this down. We can't let people think they can have freedom or gather in more than, you know, more than so many groups or gather here in this particular place. And so they're using it now, they're using the police as an enforcement arm to control behavior and to control people's movements. That's a sad state of affairs. I, I, I think it's insane in Georgia. I mean, Georgia's, Georgia's deep red, or, or at least in everybody's mind, that's the deep red, it's the deep south. It should be, you know, that's Republican headquarters everywhere across the south. We not only have two Democrats who might be senators tomorrow, they're radical Democrats. These aren't middle-of-the-road blue dog Democrats. These guys, are, Ossoff is an open socialist. He doesn't even hide it. Yeah. And he might be in the United States Senate from Georgia. I've been pleading with people like the governor of Texas, please stop importing all these California businesses here. It's not the win you think it is. Right. Exactly. Because when you bring in the businesses, you bring in the people who have these radical Marxist or leftist ideas. Good majority of tech, they're all leftists. So you've just imported a bunch of people who are going to look to change the school system. I, I hear in Texas it's already changing for the not so good, but changing the school system, changing the way people do business so that they can turn it into the same utopia, quote unquote, in California <laughs> that they got to leave, you know, and soon there goes your lower taxes, there goes your, uh, you know, comfortable business taxes, ultimately they do the erosion thing and it starts with that they do it two-pronged they're bringing in people they're going to change the educational system and then of course the whole cultural thing you know making austin the cultural center of texas that's just going to to filter into all of it and the the right needs to get on the ball and start counterpunching. <laughs> start either doing similar things moving in companies that that counter some of these left-wing companies. I know, you know, that's, I'm not sure if there are any right-of-center tech companies anywhere around there, but start moving in, start taking and and stop seeding ground. And that seems to be the case with, you know, we're seeding ground and saying, okay, well, they got that, but we'll go over here and do this. No, start competing on the same marketplace. And uh, as you said, tell your governor, bring in some companies that are gonna balance out these leftist ideas. Doesn't it all start with the education system? When do we stop seeding ground there? I, I, I know you've seen it. I've seen it over my lifetime. And look, it's not like government education has ever been great. It, it's just flat out anti-American now. And we yeah. hear from Republicans complaining about it all the time. What, what, what I never hear is, how are you taking that ground back? We've lost it. We're not going to be a country if we don't gain it back. What are we doing to gain it back? The minute you started centralizing everything with a DEA, and teachers unions started unions started taking over the ground that that's when the battle was lost people stopped 
going to their PTA meetings, stop being presidents of their PTAs. Several of the candidates that leftist candidates that we're dealing with in the California Assembly started in their teachers, you know, as as president of the PTA or in their teachers unions. They started there. You got to watch that. So start local. Start working in your city council. Start working in your school district and paying attention to what's going on and fight it there. And unfortunately, that's where the the right kind of just abdicated and and sent their kids to school and didn't think about what these people were doing in terms of how they were embedding themselves into the structure of it and using that to launch to higher office. And and that's the that's the game plan in California. They start off, you know, either in teachers unions or they start off in the city council or the school district and they just work their way up. Garcetti thought he would launch from there. Thank God he's neutered at this point because <laughs> he's so incompetent. But that's that's how it starts, and that's where we get in trouble. And so we, we need people who are willing to, people on the right, people who want conservative values to happen, to be willing to start running for office, to start taking on these roles and fighting alongside, fighting at the grassroots. Jennifer Oliver O'Connell with Red State. I appreciate you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. We have a valuable lesson for Republicans everywhere. I know we normally do like a funny thing at the end. We have a valuable lesson this time for Republicans. Pay attention. We'll be back. I ran for office a long time ago in Congress. Lost twice, not to brag or anything like that. But I remember I used to have meetings with my campaign staff, and they'd tell me, uh, this reporter, he wants a 30-minute sit-down interview with you. And I'd look up the reporter, and it's just this total leftist hack. And I would ask them, why? Why would I do that? And they'd say, well, he's a reporter. It's good publicity. It's good that. And I would say to them, well, do you think I should go sit down with the chief of staff of my opponent? and give that person 30 minutes of my time on the record? They would say, well, uh, 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 no. Then why would I go to a reporter and give them any of my time? It is imperative for Republicans in the future to wake up and start treating reporters like what they are. That's not a reporter. That's a Democrat operative trying to destroy you. And until you start treating them as such, you're going to keep chasing your tail and running and hiding every time a controversy comes up. I see this Ron DeSantis of Florida, and I'm telling you, every time I see the guy, I get more and more impressed. Watch this. This is how it's done, Republicans. Governor, what, what has gone wrong with Governor? What has gone wrong with the rollout of the vaccine that we've seen phone lines jammed, websites crashed? There's a lot of demand. I mean, I think at the I, end of the I, day, we, excuse me, excuse me. If I could finish my question, you just said what has gone wrong, so I'm answering the question. If I could complete the question, though, so are you going to give a speech or are you going to answer, ask a question? With all due respect, Governor, you I'm asked trying, a question. I'm, I'm going to answer it. Finish my you're question. not. No, you're 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 giving a speech. You asked a question. I am trying to ask you the. You're going to ask how many questions? You get three? They only got one question. Why do you get three? With all due respect, Governor, I'm just asking if I could finish my question. You didn't. You my, finished the question. I did not. My full question is what went wrong with the rollout of the vaccine when we've seen phone lines jammed, websites So you're repeating your question. To complete it for you, Governor, we've seen websites crash and also senior citizens waiting overnight for the vaccine. Where was that at? We've seen it in Duval, Broward, Orange, and Lee County. And why was
That's how it's done. I know that makes you uncomfortable. I get it. You're in general a polite human being. I, I totally get it. You have to treat these people exactly like that. They are not your ally. They're there to destroy you. Treat them as such. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code JESSE. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.